0: Last week's parsha. This week's parsha talks about going into war. He says, al We find this phrase over and over again. it goes to fight a war. <clears throat> Chidusha Rinn says that when we're living in Eretz Yisrael and we're fighting wars. So the Pshutai Shom Mikro, which means the Pashat Pshat and the Pasuk, is referring to the war. And the Remes is referring to the inner struggle, the inner war that we fight. Says the Chidusha Arim, nowadays that we're, certainly us, are not living in Eretz Yisrael. We don't have a Jewish thing. The Pashat Pshat and the Posset, Kiseitze Lama Kama, the Pashat Pshat is referring to the inner struggle with the eight zahra. and the other pshat, the drush is what would have been parash pshat in a different time <clears throat> so with that in mind I'd like to begin with uh, something that Tiferah Schleimer writes at the beginning of the parash of the Svigat And you know, we'll see a few things in that light what perhaps we'd, we'd call the remnants of the Torah but. According to the Yedush HaRim, this is our pshat. <clears throat> he begins with a question for any serious Ben Aliya who takes his, his struggle with his Yetzirah seriously, a person who's, who really tries to overcome things, to, tries to overcome his laziness, tries to overcome his, his taibas, tries to overcome his attitude, his arrogance, and, he, and all of these things, the Melchamas HaYetzirah, It's a very frustrating process because we think that we've nailed it. We've worked on something, we've conquered something. And after we think we're finally done with it, sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes it takes two hours, sometimes it takes a day, but within the week it's back. And he says, People who think about this are are bewildered by it. Why does this keep on happening? My year <clears> of the <throat> cycle, what's going to happen at the end? I conquered my yetzah, I worked on it, I controlled it. Why does it keep on coming back? When is the end? And it doesn't seem to end. Why am I so unsuccessful? I'm a smart person, I'm, I'm, I'm strong at everything else I do. Why do I keep on falling? This is the Tifer Shlame, kasha, he gives other people credit for it. Rabbi, there are many people that are bothered by this kasha. And he gives an answer that's so important. I think we might have mentioned this a couple of years back. But it, this is such an important yesod. The yesod that he tells us is, the person who asks this question is expecting to have a good life that he doesn't have to struggle. And the male, he's asking, but if I get over this earth life, these things come at me, but once I've passed it, once I've overcome it, why does it keep on coming back? And he says the tachlis of coming into this world is for this fight. That's the purpose. When you're going to stop fighting, you're going to die. We're put into this world to keep the struggle, to keep the fight. Yaakov Avinu is fighting with Sarushal all night. Esav mala. He's fighting and fighting. And who wins the war? Who, who, much? Who, who won the war? Yaakov. How did he win? Knocked him out? Just outlasted him. He, out, he just kept the fight. That's it? But that's what happened. He's right. Moshe's is right. He just didn't stop fighting, and that's how he won the war. You can't defeat a malach. The human being can't defeat a malach. It's our as a malach, and his job his job is to keep us going. We have to understand why is it that way. But the job is not to give in. It's fighting an arm wrestle against the machine. You're not going to defeat the machine. But if you don't allow the machine to defeat you, you kept up the struggle. That's the point, that's the reason we're here. We're put onto this planet. We came with a guf and a neshama into this world to keep up the struggle, not to cave and not to give in. The expectation shouldn't be, things should be great, so why all of a sudden am I confronted by laziness? Why am I confronted with a tiger? Why am I con- I thought I was done with these things. No, it just means that HaKadosh has confidence that you could still fight, he gave you a neshama back today. So there's still, of course there'll be things. Rabbeinu Tam in the Sefer HaYasher says this is in, in Hashishi, the Midah HaShishis Rabbeinu Tam said "For whoever wrote it's called the Sefer Yasha the Rabbeinu Tam Kugu was the Baal it was one of the Rishonim wrote the Sefer he says a person has to strengthen his heart and be prepared every day that something is going to go wrong Every day, and this is not a a pessimistic outlook, something is going to be off today. You might have a headache, you might not be in the mood, you might be consumed by some unexpected taiva, but expect the unexpected. The Yetzirah is not going to leave you alone today. Today, something is going to happen. And if for whatever reason the Yetzirah fell asleep and didn't come, and when they come, he says, ah, here it is, okay, this is today's trouble when it comes from the court of god so we put into this world the 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 Tiferet tiferish he said say he said means when you come out of your mother's womb it's when you come out into this world are you here and this is a war that you could be victorious by doing what these are the rules made the world by keeping it up and not caving and not breaking and trying the best you can, and you won that round. If the expectation is that I'm not dealing with the Yetzirah, that I'm a Malach, I'm living a heavenly life, then when these things happen, I feel like Mugusham and I feel like a guf and I feel, well, Why is it this way? I, I, and everybody has a struggle. Gadolim, everybody has, in their way, I'm, different people. The fact that we have a struggle is not something, if I keep on giving in to it, if I give up, that's where I need to be concerned. But kiseit, say, my coming into this world, my leaving where I came from in order to come here, the purpose of that was So the truth is that there's wars and there's wars. One type of a fight is when I'm fighting base instincts. I, I know that this is not right. I know that certain things are just, wrong. Even a guy would know that they're wrong. But I'm struggling, I'm a person, and I struggle, and I fight, and... Sometimes the fight is more subtle. Sometimes the fight is an ashkatha. Sometimes the fight is between things that I know I'm supposed to be dealing with, supposed to be taken care of, and it's a value system fight. Which value is going to come? Let's be a little general. I'm going to get specific. I wanted to bring this out from two places in the parsha 2. <clears throat> Each one is a beautiful vart in and of itself, but it's something that I think we could all get a lot from. Right at the end of Shishi, the Torah speaks about a person who lends money. It's a mitzvah to lend money. It's not optional. If a person's in a position to lend money, you're supposed to. You're supposed to lend money. So a person lends money, does what he's supposed to, and the person doesn't pay back. So what's it then? Well, I know he's going to be sitting on this side. So what are you allowed to do? If he's not paying you back money, what could take, you do? Take a blanket. You could take some. Take a blanket. You could take something from it. You could take his security, his mashkan. You could take something from him. Okay? And what is the den? He's a poor guy. He needs it. So you took his blanket, but he needs to go to sleep. So what's the denar at night? You, give it back. you have to give it back to him at night. says, so what's the point in taking it? If you give it back to him whenever he needs it, what's the point in taking it? Ever thought of that? The Torah says, if he only has one, he only has one suit. You could take it nighttime when he's sleeping. But as soon as he needs it in the morning, you better be back at his house, Whatever he'll let you know what time. He needs it, have it there, and deliver What kind of a den is that? So then why am I taking it? Why would the Torah ask me to do something which seems so unreasonable? I'm taking it because I need it, but I have to keep on giving it back. I'll read to you just to the couple of time addresses this. I'd like to learn with you what he says. But also the Lashon of the Pasuk. Kisashe mashas for this. When you claim a debt of any amount from your fellow, Kisashe when you're holding, when you have, um, when you're owed money from your friend, mashas ma'uma, a debt of Mu'uma. What does mu'uma mean? So, anybody decided? Huh? Well, muuma means what? Something. You know what Rashi says Mo'uma means? Yeah, you're right. You know what Rashi says? "Mauma means klum. What does klum mean in modern Hebrew for sure? What? No. What? Anything? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> so, kisashabore mashas <laughs> Mo'uma. When you're owed by your friend a debt of something, which Rashi touches nothing and you took collateral for it because he's not paying you back. You took a mashka and you have to give it back. So first of all, if it's nothing, so then if it's really nothing, what am I taking the mashka for? And the Torah says it's something, so why is Rashi calling it a nothing? These are the questions of Chafetz Chaim asks. <coughs> the Chafetz Chaim directs our attention to Rashi Mishpatim. i <coughs> just to speak it out. Rashi Mishpatim and Parshis Mishpatim, the Torah tells us the same thing. that if the poor guy gives you something and he needs it, you must give it back then. And Rashi, it's in parentheses, but it's still from Rashi. Rashi says, if you have a hard time doing it, Hashem says, learn from me. Because you know how much you're chayev to me? You know how much you owe me? You know how much I expect from you? I've asked from you and you you haven't delivered? You know how much I've told you not to and you did? How much you... I told you too, and you didn't. And from the things you did, you could have done better. And every night, says Rashi in Parshas Mishpatim, Unyona Shama comes up to heaven and gives a din And there's so much that's lacking. I still don't keep it back because I know you need it tomorrow. Because maybe tomorrow will be a better day. Raba emunasacha shechzar to binishmasi v'chemla. There's so much compassion. Hashem has a munah that perhaps tomorrow we could do a little better. Hashem says that's what I do. Because you need it, I really should be keeping it. I shouldn't be giving it back. But I give it back anyway. So you do the same He needs it. <laughs> Amazing Rashi Says the Chafetz Chaim, of course when I'm lending you money, when I'm lending an Ani money, I'm lending you money, and perhaps it's a lot of money, he's an Ani. The guy's an Ani, he needs, he needs. He comes, he needs, he has expenses. He has to pay rent, he needs clothing, he's got to do all the things that I, everything an Ani needs. The Ani doesn't have. When he is taking that something from you, keep in mind that the something you gave him is a nothing compared to what you owe. Because the stuff that we owe the Ribbanisha, that's Ruhniyah, that's eternity. All of our Avaidas Hashem, all of our yiddishkeit, that's nitzchis, that's neshama. Compared to what what am I asking you to do? To give him back his thing because he owes you money? And that doesn't mean money is not important. I heard from a wise man that if money is not the most important thing in the world, boy, it runs a close second. Right? Money is very important. You do a lot of good things with money. My Rebbe, Sechari Rafa, used to, it. when he would speak about money, he'd get all excited. I love money. How much money you could give away. know He loved giving away money. It was his biggest love. Yeah, learning, maybe. But he loved giving. <clears throat> the Torah is telling us, when a poor man comes, put things in perspective. It's true. He didn't pay up the debt that he was supposed to. But keep in mind that these are things, these are physical things compared to the eternal vow, compared to the things that are really important. And you owe, and I give you back that thing anyway, because maybe tomorrow you'll pay up. So when it comes to things, put things in cheshven. When it comes to giving it back, when you give the the blanket back to the ani, whatever you're giving him back at night, you're giving him back his suit by day. Remember, while you're focusing on your money, making sure you're going to get your money back. Remember what's really important in life. Think that this is something, this is quite a kudah. Many of us are at a stage in life where money is becoming a reality now. There's a future. We're going to be getting married. Many of us are married. We have to pay bills. These are, things are very important. This marriage is a little emptier on, on, on Wednesday night. Last night was a little emptier. Because people are going to school in order to be able to have a a profession, in order to be able to make money. Why do I need money? Let's keep in mind, but at what cheshven? When a person starts to be makrid because I need to do and sometimes this is a struggle. The people here in the room that we had it out this morning. When it means, in order to, to, and and, and it is important to be able to have a parnasa, and it is important to be able to afford things. But if what, I, if, if what I'm giving up for that is my ruchnius, that therefore I can't daven because I'm too tired to daven, because I'm too busy with that, and therefore I don't learn, because, then that's not what that's about. When the ani who owes you money gets his blanket back, the Torah says, I want you to give it back because I want you to remember what's really important. Remember what I give you. And don't lose track of that. Remember the ruchnius while you're being Isaac nice, and like the goshnius, we're not telling you you shouldn't. And we're not telling you not to value it. We're not telling you not to take the mashkan from the ani. But remember, while you do, give it back. So what's <coughs> the point? You're right. But it'll help you focus on the rochonis, on what's really important in life. Something that's very, very important. We're halfway through Chaydeh Shalom now. Shabbos is midway. Today is uh, your base. We're, we're halfway through Elo... Mother Hashim said at the beginning of this month. Elul means to probe. The word Elul means to probe, to investigate, to look into, to examine, to examine our ma'isim, not just from base instincts. To, to, my value system, are the things that are important, are they really important? Are the things that are secondary, secondary? And I, I reiterate, I'm not saying not to be busy with it, but at what and at what cost? And not to lose sight from it. And to keep that in mind, there's a mitzvah to learn Torah, to learn Torah every night. I have not found one place that, that, that has a kulah to go a single night without learning. The, the min, minimum a person needs to learn is something at night. There's a whole sermon in Shulchan Arad about how an entire siman they're learning Torah at night, and that it's more important than learning by day. That a person should be in school and not learn something Something and we gotta remember what's important. What's more important? What's important for our eternity, what's important for our Uchnias. We have to learn some, something. You have to keep these things in mind. In a few minutes I'd like to learn with you a an Aurachine. You know, there are four four main ways to learn the Torah. Shah, you know, and Raman's Roshan Sad. Pshat is Pshat. Drush are all the drushes of the Gemara. Solid is the secrets of the Torah. And Ramez is the one that usually gets a smirk. But it's one of the ways to learn the Torah. Ramez, you learn many pieces in the Naim Malach, and other the sperm like that. Really? Yeah, it's one of the things, one of the ways to learn the Torah is something called Ramez. The Archaim HaKadosh, in the Parsha this week, I have about five, six minutes, Hashem said, allow me to be able to, to, to give it over in a way, it's kadai for everybody to learn this, to learn it inside the Torah talks about a person who's a Maitzi Shemra what's a Maitzi Shemra? Maitzi Shemra is a person who gets married and he comes to Beistin and he says that she's not a Basura, in other words that something happened between the erusin, between the Kiddushin and the nisuin, that she was Mazari, she's no longer a basur. What, what really happened, she was. She, she was. She was a B'Sula. But why is he saying, a man gets married, he lives with her, he dislikes her. The Psalm La'alilus he comes up with a story. And he's Maitzi Shema, and he says, I married this woman, and when I, when I got close to her, I discovered she's not a B'Sula. What happens? The father of the girl comes to Basin and he says, biti. She is. And leishase. he hates her. He wanted to throw her away. And that's why he's coming up with this story. What do we do? We find him money and we force him to live with her. Assuming she wants to live with him. That's the departure. Says the Arachai Makadosh. He doesn't even dis- explain this. He explains this all our pyramids. He says a tremendous thing. The husband is us. The wife is the Torah. When a man marries a woman, the Torah is called the Torah. The Gemara says that, that. the Torah is, is, is called a wife. This parsha is talking about a person who loses interest in Torah, in learning Torah. And we'll see in a moment why. Why would he do it? He gets married, and he says, he dislikes the Torah, and he says, <laughs> He says to the Abiyah to the Rabbani Shalaam who gave us the Torah, I don't find that the Torah has the strength that I believe it would have. The it's a lashon of strength. A lashon of of Strength. Now why? What's his issue? He says because I see that I'm learning Torah, but that doesn't put bread on the table. Torah doesn't give, Torah doesn't translate itself. This is, you know to doesn't give you food. The other he looks at the people who are not busy with the Torah, and they're making a bed. they making deals back and forth. And don't even pay attention to the Torah, so everything is great for that. So he abandons the Torah. He has a dislike for the Torah. And he says, he's Maitzi Shemar. He says, I got close to the Torah, which means I took my time to learn some of it. But what am I eating? Can't eat Torah. So what happens? The Avi Nara, the Rebunah comes and he takes us to den Torah. He brings that person in front of the base in Agadol. And he says, I gave over my daughter, the Torah, to this person. And I said that she could provide. And he's claiming she doesn't. What do you mean she could provide? Our time, says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, how did he create the world? He looked in the Torah, He Bar and created the world. Anything that exists in this world was because of what he read in the Torah. And Ber Reishis, Keshvil it's all there so that people could learn. And that's why the world continues to exist. And that's the only way to get the next world. Anything in this world and to get to the next world is all through the Torah. How could a person say, You know why sometimes Tamida Chachamim don't have money? So that they don't have to be busy with it. Other people will work and then they'll get the money. That's why. Otherwise, they'll be too distracted. <clears throat> so, the Talmudah Chachamimah learning, it's in their schos that the money he could keep them busy with it, but instead of that, but they have to work hard and they have to learn and they have to value it. So, in the So, what happens to such a person? First of all, we give him an Einosh of Me'ah He's got to remember why he was put into this world. Me'ah Kassab, Taracham and Kaddish says, is a reference to the hundred brachas that you're supposed to make every day. The reason why we say 100 prophets every day is to remind us that there's a rhyme and reason to this world. There's a Baru'alam who put us into this world and we're here for a purpose to connect to him. Focus on the Maya prophets. And now go and love her and cherish her. Once you get that realization, embrace the Tyrant. and realize how much comes from the tarot. I will say. <coughs> When we're here in yeshiva, and we're here to learn, especially in yeshiva like this where people also go to school, it is so important not just to know what's important, but to treat it that it's important. When people have, when people have tests and deadlines, they make it their business to focus on it and do it, and do it in time. When people have, 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 have classes, an hour before Turo starts, the place empties out. Those who aren't empty out. And yeshom, they'll even go a little early in order that they can find time to park and everything. But part of the Hashivas is, so the time that we are here and the time that we have to learn, we certainly have to be here on time. And maybe come a little early if I know that I have to get a coffee or I have to get a place in the parking lot or whatever it is, why should we show more hashivas? Why should we show more? And again, the parnasa is important. But well, we shouldn't be in violation of this, of showing misplaced more importance to, to the parnasa aspect over the learning aspect. I don't want to come harsh. I don't mean to, but it's something, it is chaydash Elo. Chaydash Elo is not only about confronting the base instincts of the Yetzirah, but keeping my focus, remembering the din of a mashkan, that I have to give back a mashkan, and remembering, yes, I could give back, even though it's money. What do you mean? He owes me money. What am I giving this thing back of it? You're right. You owe a lot more. The things you owe are a lot more important. That's number one. Number two, the second thing is to remember the Hashivas of Torah. Torah is Mepharnes. Torah is this, in the schus of people who learn Torah, learn Torah Lishmo, learn Torah Biagiyah. In the schus of them, parnasa comes to this world. That's why. It's in that schus. But, but it's in the schus of people who give up in order to learn. People who just learn when they have it's convenient for a few minutes, that's not the Torah that we're talking about. And Mavarokh, all of us, as we continue making a when on to come, to work, to really think, how could I be Mishchazic in this area? Get my value system straight. And focus on the things that are important and make them important. And treat them as though, not as though, treat them with importance because they are important. Yemitz Hashem will be Zoycher. Parnasa bereva to do well if we're pursuing Parnasa, to do well in that, knowing and feeling reassured that where our hearts are on our souls.